Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today we have a powerful episode and somewhere deep in cyberspace across this powerful virtual oaken desk is that indoor hat wearing mofo, Mike Rez. Hello Dags. Hello amazing friends. Although I'm not wearing my beanie inside right now. What are you wearing? uh, Oh, uh, wouldn't you like to know? Right now I am going ah naturel on top of my Wow, look at you. Yep. Do you wear a so, sleeping cap when you go to bed? Oh, how powerful would that be? Get one of those like mon paw sleeping caps. Yeah, I'm, and... <laughs> I'm gonna have to get you a amazing <laughs> pop culture podcast sleeping cap. I'll tell you what, if you get me a, a sleeping cap, I'll get me one of them sleeping shirts that go down to my to my shins and Whoa. I'll walk around the house with a with a candle. Powerful for a light. Yeah. Hello, that friends. would be sweet. Hello. Welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created. If you're new to this podcast, what it is, is me and DJ Mike Rez talking pop culture. Today's episode, very powerful. We're going to be talking about the 1994 movie, The Crow. I mean, sorry, Batman 2022. Powerful yes. emo. We all have a... It, <laughs> we have a it power, was. <laughs> yeah, I picked a powerful song to go with it. And then stick around for the end because we're going to do a recap on the series Reacher. In part two, our part two of Reacher. <laughs> Part do. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. The deuce. All right, Mike or DJ Rez, let's get into the powerful song I picked, I from the Smashing Pumpkins. The song of the day today is I by the Smashing Pumpkins, as Dags so eloquently alluded to. I hope I said alluded to correctly. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Uh it was a song that was released on the soundtrack of a nineteen ninety seven film directed by David Lynch called Lost Highway. It is, uh, along with the song, uh, the end is the beginning is the end, and uh, from Batman and Robin, and then uh, and Christmas Time, which is from a very special Christmas 3. Uh, it was uh, during the time when the Smashing Pumpkins were working on compilations slash soundtracks. Uh, and it was in between the two albums, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and Adore. Uh, It also appeared on their greatest hits collection, Rotten Apples. And it was their first song after they fired their drummer, Jimmy Chamberlain. The uh, aftermath of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, uh, Billy Corrigan, uh, and his music uh, publisher suggested that he collaborate uh, with, get this, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal, the basketball star. It's obvious, isn't it? Right. <laughs> when you think when you think Smashing Pumpkins, you think Shaq. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And Shaquille O'Neal started to begin work on "You Can't Stop the Rain," um, and then Corrigan, Billy Corrigan, began to work on a on a program backing track loosely inspired by Dr. Dre. So he was going to do a backing track on the Shaquille O'Neal uh, album, 
but it, the collaboration, unfortunately, fell through. I kind of wish I, we would have heard that, see what it was. Oh, it would have um, been, been forget, unforgettable. I'm sorry. Right. So during that time, David Lynch and Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. So Trent Reznor at this time is starting to get into movie scores and putting together music for that. Uh, so I think this was like at the start of Trent Reznor's Oscar winning career for music scores. Uh, and I think early, early in the Nine Inch Nails days, I don't think anyone saw that coming from Trent Reznor. But here we are. It's 2022 and he's winning Oscars left and right for that. Uh, but anyway, they were assembling the soundtrack for Lost Highway, David Lynch's uh, new movie at the time. Um, and they would ask Billy Corrigan if he would submit a song after uh, David Lynch referred to him as the magical musician. But the first song that Billy Corrigan offered to them was called uh, Tear or Tear. I don't know which which pronunciation they were going with, but they did not want that one. They rejected it. Dags, can you imagine rejecting Billy Corrigan? Oh my God, he would just—he's so emo too. I, he probably just <laughs> brooded and. I was say he probably just stared at you with let, his bald head. Let his hair grow a little bit, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, eventually, uh, Billy Corrigan finished the song. I he finished it really quickly because he wanted to offer them something, uh, and David Lynch loved that song uh, a lot more, and they decided to use it in the movie. Uh, Lost Highway, and if you are a fan of the movie and know what scene it was in, it was in the nightclub scene uh, in the movie and also on the soundtrack itself. Uh, An acoustic version of the song was performed in 1997 uh, for the Bridge School Benefit Concert, and then uh, it was also uh, performed featuring Twiggy Ramirez and Marilyn Manson. And so far, I has been performed live on multiple tours for the Pumpkins. And the song reached at number eight on the U.S. Modern Rock Tracks chart back in 1997. Uh, And Billy Corrigan later said it was a surprise to him about the success of the song I, uh, as it was a single inspired the band to continue with their new electronic tinge direction as they started to work on the album Adore. On the charts, so get this, Dags, in Iceland, it peaked at number six uh, in 1997 on the weekly Ilinsky Liston Top 40, and they spelled top with two P's. That's so cool. Which probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, in the U.S., it reached number eight, like I said, and then the year-end charts in Iceland, it reached uh, 66th overall. So their weekly chart, it reached six, but then their overall chart for the year was Number 66. I wonder what Bajork thought of it. Oh, whatever it was, you know, she killed the swan and uh, wore it as a dress. Now, I want to get your powerful thoughts on the song, I. Is this the first time you ever heard it? It is the first time I ever heard it. And I got to say, so I listened to it three times. I hoped for a better result every time I listened to it. I, I can't get into it. I do not like it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds... So I was trying to trying to figure out why, and I think I, I and I don't mean any disrespect to the Smashing Pumpkins because I love their first album, but it sounds too Timmy T ish. If you remember who Timmy T is, the one more try guy, the one hit wonder. Yes, it just that drum machine and synthesizer just it was too much too much reminding me of Timmy T for some reason. 
I, I couldn't get into it. I tried. I tried. I love the maybe drum I, computer. Maybe I would want to, I would have to listen to it live because when they do it live, they play the drums. Yeah, but see, they don't me, use the drum machine. Yeah, but to me, the whole song is the drum machine. And it's really, and it's also ironic because it's their first song after firing their drummer. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that would be like, you know, they'd be like, ah, oh, damn it. We fired the drummer. What do we do? Like, well, what would Dr. Dre do? It reminds me of uh, when the police did a version of don't stand so close to me. And they used a drum computer instead of Stuart <laughs> Copeland. That didn't turn out well, but I, I yeah. love, yeah, I love the drum computer. I, you know, obviously you think Trent Reznor, like you could just mix in Trent Reznor and all the other emo stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah. There was a a time like you had Smashing Pumpkins that was like your middle of the road emo. And then you had your Nine Inch Nails, which was like your really hardcore emo. And then you had Radiohead, which was more of your softer emo. <laughs> and they kind of all came out at the same time. So I don't know why. So, That's so you weren't like, a fan of I? Uh, no, I am not a fan of I. I do yes. not like I. Did you say? Did you see the movie Lost Highway? Um, I if I did, it was way way back when it came out. I don't remember any of it, but I was into. I watched a lot of movies back in like from like ninety five to two thousand because I had like nothing else to do. With it. So, so, what's your uh, favorite sure David Lynch film? Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I'm going to stop you right now. It's okay. Dune, 1984. Dune, 1984. Was, was that a date? That was a David Lynch film. Oh, it was, my friend. Yeah, okay, so I've seen I've seen more David Lynch films. And see, that's the problem is I've probably seen a lot of David Lynch films. I just yes. Because back then I didn't really pay attention to who the directors were. <laughs> so, so let's get into <laughs> the Batman. The Batman. The Batman, the review. You and I enjoyed this film. And then a couple days later, I enjoyed the film again with the Rez family. Was that our first time seeing a movie together? It was. Yes. Powerful. It was very, very much our first time Powerful. seeing a movie together. In a packed, more packed theater than I thought would be for a Monday night. Yeah. I had this dude so. just on top of me, next to me. <laughs> I thought they don't do the, the spacing anymore, obviously. No, that's what I was wondering too. I thought I was like, well, maybe they're going to space people. No, we were pretty much right on top of each other. Yes. But I did notice. So you and I, we sat in the middle of the of the aisle or of the row. Um, and then when I a couple of days later, when I went with the, the Res family, all of the seats in the middle of every row were taken. So you had like empty rows, but except for the middle of, of every row. Did you enjoy pretty- my seat uh, selection? I did. Thank you. I did. I don't usually sit in the middle, but that was uh, that was enjoyable. But you know, I'd, the AMC that I go to doesn't always have reclining wheel seats, so that was a nice touch. I liked sitting there with my feet up. Yes. So this is a uh, obviously for well, let's do spoiler alert. Yes, yeah, spoiler we're, alert. We're gonna because try we... to be as easy as we can, but it's not going to happen. I yeah, mean, let's be honest. A spoiler alert. Yeah, so we're going to talk about The Batman now. So if you haven't seen it, come back, go see the movie, and then come back in four, or, four hours and well, listen to or it. Or fast forward to The Reacher. Oh, there you go. Fast forward to The Reacher. All right, so The Batman is, of course, a movie about Batman. 
It stars the one and only Robert Pattinson. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Paul Dano, good actor. He's in it. Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell. And I think people are going to have to look up Colin Farrell to see what he looks like in this movie because the makeup for him is outstanding. Um, but it is this takes place, and they tell you within the first 10 minutes, of the movie, probably within the first five minutes of the movie, this is like two years after Bruce Wayne decides he's going to become the Dark Knight, the visual ante that helps fight crime in the crime-riddled Gotham City. Um, and it picks up after he knows Commissioner Gordon. He and him have a, or he's not even commissioner yet, it's Lieutenant Gordon, and they have a uh, relationship already established, which I like that they didn't have to go back to the origin story, Dags. We didn't have to see Martha Wayne Get and bit her by pearls. A spider. Yep. Yeah. And we didn't have to see Thomas Wayne getting murdered again. I mean, we already know. We know what happens. We know why he's Batman. Um, and then they, they fast-forwarded through the relationship that him and uh, Commissioner Gordon had. Um, but they do kind of give you a more complicated relationship between him and Alfred, which I thought was a nice twist. Um, and I enjoyed that part of it, where you kind of had to see their relationship grow a little bit in this movie. Did you pick that part up, or was that something that I just picked up in my in my own imagination? What's that? The relationship building between Alfred yes. and Bruce. Yes, there was quite a relationship. <laughs> I felt there should have been romance, too. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Bruce Wayne is trying to figure out, uh, trying to solve the murder of the mayor, the murder of the current commissioner, the DA. There's drugs involved called drops. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it. If you're taking drops. And it, he and Zoe Kravitz, uh, whose character is Catwoman, um, they have to try to figure out... Uh, why her girlfriend was murdered, uh, why the mayor was, why all these murders are happening, who the Riddler is, uh, what the Riddler has to do with any of this. There's twists and turns. There's corrupt cops. There's a mob boss played by John Turturro, who is really a good actor, by the way, um, in my opinion. Uh, he played his character really, really well. Um, and then, like I said, it takes uh, a lot of twists and tur- turns. you got to figure out the riddles from the Riddler which Batman has a keen knack to do within 30 seconds of hearing the riddle, which is amazing. Uh, But if you read the comic books and watch the cartoons, you know that that's how it works. Uh, I kind of like Diggs how they, when the Riddler would leave a riddle in a card, instead of just like showing it on screen long enough for you to read it while you're sitting there watching the movie that they read it for you out loud, (laughs) just like they did back in the show in the cartoon, like in the Scooby-Doo cartoon as well. Or Adam um, West and Batman, yeah. 1966. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so they read all the, you know, it just, Batman is just the smartest guy in the room throughout the entire movie until he's not in the Riddler. If not, then it's the Riddler. And they're just trying to figure out what is going on, the twists and turns, and, and why, how is the Penguin involved? How, why are these people being murdered and why the Riddler knows so much? Um, and they don't really go into why the Riddler knows so much. It's just like he just knows what's going on. Which, uh, which is probably the only plot hole, I would say, in the entire movie. Let's go over some of the characters and see what you thought. Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. What are your thoughts? 
I think he did a a good job in the Batman suit as when he was playing Batman versus Bruce Wayne. I thought he was better uh, as Batman than Bruce Wayne because he when he was Bruce Wayne, he wanted to play. He wanted to be emo. He wanted to be sad. He wanted to be angry. But he put on the Batman costume, and I gotta say, as as far as Batman voices go, he's uh, I would put Christian Bale and then Robert Pattinson as far as like the Batman character goes. Uh, I I thought he played Batman, the Batman part of his character, really well. Featuring his black makeup, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. His Batman was cool, but the Bruce Wayne. See, for us, we're used to the typical billionaire playboy, right? And he played it different. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He's a lot different. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I didn't hate it. I, I'm open to this, the next sequel because, you know, you know how these movies are. They're not standalone. As Batman, he was pretty good. And uh, right. Bruce Wayne, I mean, it was a whole different take on Bruce Wayne. So I don't know if I liked it or not. I think it's got to, I got to sit there and think about it more. Sure. No, when I saw it, after seeing it the second time, I realized when they showed him as Bruce Wayne, He's like the skinny, skinny punk kid, you know right? I mean? Like he, he, he doesn't look, he's not menacing, you know, he's got bruises and scratches and scars all over him. Cause he's getting the crap beat out of him when he's Batman. Um, but when they, when he's in the Batman costume, he kind of does look larger than life. Even though, you know, his footsteps, obviously <laughs> they, they make, they make it sound like he's stomping around in his Doc Martens all, all night long. But I think, People should go into it knowing that, you know, it, this is two years after he's been Batman. So he's he kind of looks like DIY Batman in this movie. You know what I mean? Like his costume isn't as polished as it as the other movies are. Uh, the Batmobile isn't as it sounds really cool, but, you know, it breaks down at one point and his motorcycle isn't as cool as it is in some of these the, other ones. The because, Bat cycle. Yeah. And it, it, it just I think that they were trying to show you like. Yeah, in the beginning, it probably looked like shit, you know, so. I wish they give a backstory on those cars. I mean, who's making those Batmobiles? <laughs> and, well, it looks like he and Alfred were working yeah. on it. And now, do you think it's time, DJ Micah Rez, for an electric Batmobile, a Tesla? <laughs> uh, no. No, it's definitely not time. Although, it would be interesting to see. You would not have a uh, big flame shooting out of the back of it. No, you had a powerful arcs of electricity. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'd have like a Jacob's ladder. <laughs> you know, imagine what you could do with it. You could put like one of Joker's henchmen behind it, and when he takes off, and it shoots a lightning yeah. bolt out of it. Oh or yeah. Or you'd have powerful like uh, tasers. You know, it would yeah. shoot out powerful bars. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Catwoman. What are your thoughts on Catwoman? She's not. So I don't know. As a character, she's not my favorite Catwoman. But I think in this story of Batman, she fits the she fits in. You couldn't have uh, Anne Hathaway playing her Catwoman in this in this world of Batman. It wouldn't work out. I say get rid of Catwoman. Catwoman sucks. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that here, this might the, be the, the only time yeah, we see her. Here's the thing: the Catwoman character sucks, and I get it for the romance. But even that, there was there was no chemistry, and physically. No. She's way too petite for me to believe that she can kick ass, you know? Right. She looks like she weighs 100 pounds, if that. I mean, she's tiny. So you got you right. have to get a bigger woman, you know, physical, someone that can 
is believable in the fighting. Because to me, it, it wasn't believable. What about her mom, Lisa Bonet? Who's that? Zoe Kravitz's mom, Catwoman's mom in real life. I know, I know. So, <laughs> so to me, she's not big enough physically, so get rid of the Catwoman. Yeah, like I said, I'm hoping this is the only time we see her. No, just because it just it, it seemed really odd to have her in. You could do the story without Catwoman in there. Um, but I get it. And like you said, that's it, the romance part of it. And, you know, you got to have Robert Pattinson is too hot and sexy not to be making out with people on screen. So Yeah, but I don't <laughs> get, get someone else. I don't like her. And the yeah. character is dumb. How about uh, Joe Pesci as the Penguin? What are your thoughts? Joe Pesci as the Penguin. Now, that was an interesting role. Uh, the Penguin, the makeup is great in this. I thought uh, Colin Farrell did a great job. Isn't he awesome? It's really good. I his accent in it and the way he plays it. He he played the character great. I like that like the part in the in the club when you first see him when he, Batman's kicking everyone's ass. Hey, and take it, it easy. Like, take it easy, hey, sweetheart. Take it easy. <laughs> I like so, it. He's a paisan. Yeah, yeah. So he that's right up your alley. So <laughs> but yeah, it I I thought it was great. I think between him and John Turturro, uh those two play the best characters well that, yeah that, that's my next question i mean yeah colin farrell was amazing in that yep if I mean, he doesn't win an oscar for supporting yeah, and, actor and just what a great character too you know you're, you're right you know i i just like it i like the whole you know you talk about the city the dark noir so you have the mobster and right. you know and his character was over the top you know hey take it easy <laughs> but it was it was fun you know yeah yeah I mean, he kind of is like that that comic relief for bad guys. I'm like, he's, oh, yeah. he's an asshole and he's a bad guy, but he's likable. He's likable. Cause he's, you know, cause he's just yeah. kind of like, are you stupid? Am I the <laughs> only one that knows how to speak Spanish around here? <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, that, and then your segue, you're talking about Jesus from the big Lebowski, Carmine Falcone. Right. I mean, yeah. What a great job he did. Yeah. He, he, he plays an excellent boss. Uh, it's just, yeah, he's totally believable in that character. John Turturro was awesome in that. Yeah, he he did a he did an excellent job. So, what do you think of Jordan Peele as uh, James Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, uh, I like him as an actor, and uh, um, I was going to say, and as a person, I don't know him as a person, but as an actor, I like him. I think he played a a good Gordon Lieutenant slash Commissioner Gordon in this one. I I I don't see anything wrong with what he did. You know, there's nothing I I can say. Negative, like negatively about him. Yeah, I I thought he's pretty generic, pretty forgettable. Yeah, well, I mean, but then again, kinda, yeah, yeah, yes, but, but that's it, the way Gordon is. No, no, be, I right? know, I know, but still, you know, I, I I like characters, you know, and when you're sharing sure. the screen with Colin Farrell or or John Turturro, I mean, yeah, compared it. to those, yeah, compared to the characters around him, yeah, he's not anything to to write home about, but yeah, he's, I think he did all right in the in the role he played. And talk about being trapped in the nineties. I mean, they're, play, they're playing Nirvana, nineteen ninety one. Awesome song. Yeah, you know that. Like I said, the Crow. You saw the Crow, right? Oh yeah, I saw the Crow. Nineteen ninety four. I mean, it's totally the Crow. That's what I thought. Right. And then you talk about the Riddler. You saw Seven, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, I did. Nineteen ninety five. I mean, that was totally right. Seven. Yeah. And what's with the creepy font? You know, I think they should use Comic Sans on the font. <laughs> well, I think that would be better. <laughs> but, but the, but the serial killers always always have their own cool font? Jagged font. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I could never be a serial killer because I can't write for shit. <laughs> yeah, well, would you even be smart enough to write a cipher? Oh. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, that hurts. Oh, sorry. Yep. Too soon? <laughs> yeah, too soon. And then we have uh, Fight Club, another 90s movie it totally reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. And here's a little uh, obscure one. Did you ever see 8mm film with Nicolas Cage? No, I Snow have film? not. Okay. No. I so, do know of it, but I have yeah, not seen it. That was a 1999 film. So these are all in the 90s. So obviously, director was obsessed with the 90s. But anyway, the Riddler looks like the machine from 8mm. Ah. Uh, yeah, Matt Reeves was is the director of this film. Um, but yeah, Paul yes. Dano plays the riddler um yes. so that was gonna be he, yep he plays that creepy nerdy dude really well he i liked him better so here's another character that i like better dressed up as the uh the alternate uh character so he was better as the riddler than he was uh as the guy without the mask on uh, and i think it was a lot he was creepier scarier and more believable as the riddler with the mask on with his big thick coke bottle glasses yeah. <laughs> over it <laughs> yeah the opening so. scene was creepy oh yeah yep in the shadows yeah that was actually uh probably his best scene is because all you see is the light from the tv and then boom there he yes is. but to me he's more believable as like a super nerd he's more believable as a super nerd versus the physicality you know i don't i don't see him killing people like physically being able to do it well, that's why he used tools. Yeah, but you, typically serial killers are cowards and they go after weaker people or they, you know what I mean? So that part of the right. physical, to me, he's more of a brains and they had a more as brawn. Right. Well, maybe that'll change. Uh, because, yeah, because the Riddler as a character is not very big or menacing at all. He's just, you know, he's the nerdy skinny dude that likes to write riddles. So who turns out to be a forensic accountant somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can we back off the filters? I mean, I get it. It's uh, noir, but it's like raining and filters all the time. And it's like, good God, turn a light on. See, I'm starting to think that Gotham city is closer to Seattle, Washington than it oh is. My to God. Manhattan. Like, <laughs> it rains. Like, yeah, it's like, turn a light on <laughs> five days a week in that goddamn city. <laughs> and the sun never shines. And what's so. the deal with fighting on scaffolding? They're they're doing it again in this one. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing. It makes it more dangerous. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and why do but a, hey, Batman can take a blast from a bomb right to the chest and survive? So, well, yeah, what's a that's some powerful body armor he has in that suit. <laughs> it's bulletproof. It's bomb proof. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I did like the scene um, when the gunfire it's dark but you can just see the gunfire light up the fighting oh in the hallway yeah yeah, that that was a cool scene that was his darth vader from rogue one yes exactly yeah and why do all uh, new york cops i mean gotham cops always call people pencil necks (laughs) yeah you know know, probably ghostbusters you know what i like is so it's been two years since since he's been batman he's all the cops know about him none of them really like him but they have a bat signal, and he's obviously been with Lieutenant Gordon in the past two years before. But every crime scene he shows up to, they're all like, 
Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you called for me, you dork. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was waiting for you. Know how they always arrest a guy, and then the cops will go, "Get him out of here," because <laughs> like they always have some comment. He goes, "Get him out of here." <laughs> like, boss, what's he doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And, and why do all the street gangs in there look like uh like the insane clown posse or from a Michael Jackson <laughs> road warrior movie. Cause they, they have to, that that's a rule that yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but that's, that's an actual law in the United States. So you, if you're going to make a Batman movie, they all have to look like violent J and shaggy. Too dope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just nuts. Or they have to look like they got a fucking mushroom on their head. Oh my God. Like, the guy who was robbing the store in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the acorn head. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? So after I watched it the second time, they they actually made, you know, the, the drops, the drug in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We that, didn't talk that, about that. Yeah. That, that's a, like, that's the, the mascot logo, and they made a Halloween costume. That's hilarious. <laughs> this guy was probably a drop head. It reminded me of, uh, yeah, Tim Burton or something. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, it was weird. So <laughs> the drops, why do they always have to invent new drugs? Just have whatever drug, real drugs. The kid's a drop hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's making these drops. It's like, yeah. uh, like they always, every movie, they always have to invent some new high tech drug. Yeah. And in some weird way of injecting it into you, like just call it acid or LSD. Just <laughs> we get it. Yeah. People are yeah, dropping you know, it in their eyes. Like Visine. drops. <laughs> <laughs> Just and it comes in different colors, which is the best part. Hey, they got these suppositories now. <laughs> yeah, we we call them shovers or something. <laughs> shovers, damn shovers! <laughs> what are you gonna shove butt? <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. So they, oh my God. So, what do you think of uh, of Gollum playing uh, Alfred? Alfred's another one that I'm kind of tired of. I mean, I know it's a whole Batman thing, but I don't know what you do with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got yeah. Michael it, Caine, you know, and this one, I know they changed it. You know, this one, he's actually, and I didn't read the comic books, but this one, you know, he's, Alfred can actually kick ass, you know? So he taught right. him how to fight. You know, they yeah. have that, you're not my father. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that whole, you know, the whole emo thing. And yeah, no, I mean, I mean, obviously the dude's talented. So everything he does is good. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just. Yeah. He's the, uh, he's the commissioner Gordon of house servants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's like each new movie, you know, they is, is an old, as, as a UK guy gets older, they just pick the newer, right. older guy, <laughs> Michael King. And... Yeah. Who's the, the guy who played the, Alfred in the first ones, he's he's obviously probably no longer with us. Yes, <laughs> but can you imagine if he he reprised his role as, as Alfred in this? Oh one? my God, he was the best. Yeah, but I there, I did like a little uh, the little uh, hidden uh, Easter eggs. You know, they put in there. Like, did you see the bust of Shakespeare? I and, did not yeah, see that. No. So in the original, you know, the TV show, that's where they tilted it back. That's how they got to the bad case. Right. So that was yep, kind of yep. cool. Yeah. I did not notice that. Shoot. Yeah. And what's the deal with social media? Like there is like I get it. So remember he goes <laughs> the, the riddle, he goes, he's got five hundred followers. <laughs> Real fringe types too. Yeah. <laughs> like he could just tell. When it's so dumb, they show that you know, they show the scrolling. We get it, he's going live. It's like it's like some like 
60-year-old people made it, you know, oh, yeah, the social media. Yeah. I like, The 500 follower bit really got me. Yeah, because I mean, you're like, 500 followers? Yeah. The amazing pop culture podcast has almost 20, so yes, screw him. Yes, you should. And you should follow us <laughs> at Amazing Pop Pod. We're on there 24-7 talking to the kids. We're also on Instagram, Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Check out our Facebook. Like it. Enjoy it. And wherever you listen to powerful podcasts, please leave a review. Leave a five-star review and write something. And uh, follow DJ Mike Rez, too. At Mike Rez Radio. At Mike Rez Radio. At Mike Rez Radio. Yep. And then listen to his uh, 945 show. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are your final thoughts on The Batman, the review? The Batman was good. I liked it. I saw it a second time. Brought the family. They wanted to see it too. Um, and I enjoyed it the second time as well, as much as I did the first one. Uh, it's three hours long, but you do not notice. I didn't notice the three hours. Uh, so to me, that that means that it was a, a pretty entertaining. I, enter- I was enjoyed it, and I was entertained throughout the entire time. So even the second time through, it didn't feel like three hours. So uh, I, I enjoyed the film. How about yourself? So out of five, I dropped. <laughs> uh i'm gonna give it four four drops four drops yep so i enjoyed it. it i did okay i gotta one thing i gotta mention too is uh the, the the bombing the flood scene that was stupid dude yeah that i mean that's it was kind of rushed yeah it's just it like that, it's like yeah. that it's like the runaway train or it's like you don't always have to have stupid those dumb and, and everything and all the bombs went off and nothing happened big deal there's like a foot of water on the streets <laughs> and, the, yeah, and, and the dumb it, scene in the stadium that was dumb well i think they they put so much effort into developing the characters throughout the movie because you i think what they did was they decided we're either going to have to rush the characters or we're going to have to rush the ending you know like rush the who the characters are and set them up so maybe the second movie you you don't have to do that as much yeah so. i just i just hate the scaffolding and the and the big epic you know the final battles i think with batman you know he's a dude he fights in the streets just keep it low-key like the movie the joker you know mm-hmm. i like the whole urban you know the new york gotham city whatever you want to call it vibe you don't always have to have some big super massive plot just, sure just take it down a notch <laughs> so powerfully out of five eye drops i enjoyed it I will, I will go four also. Nice. Yay, sweetheart. Nice. nice, sweetheart. Take it <laughs> easy there. He was awesome. Uh, I, yeah, I, and I, just, don't oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I would, I, it's three hours. It didn't seem like three hours, but I still would have cut out some bullshit. Catwoman, get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, there's some, definitely some spots you could cut some, some stuff out. But it, up till now, it has received 318 point two million at the box office worldwide yes. and it's and it's batman so i don't i don't you you could make a shitty batman and people would still watch it but it was good yeah uh, we should tell the amazing friends now you could go and watch it now which i would recommend if you want to see it and you need to see a superhero movie you could wait till april 15th if you have hbo max and then it'll be released on hbo no, no. max Here, here's the thing see that in the movie theater don't see it on TV. 
Sure. I mean, oh yeah, it, it is a lot better. The, I mean, yeah, both times. Yeah, it's, the noise it's and the epic. sound. Is, I mean, it's, it's epic. Awesome. Yeah, the, the big, it's designed for the big screen. You know, the big, yeah. the, the big sound. The, you know, you get it home on TV. You're not going to get the immersive effect. So please see it no. in the movie theater. Yeah. Okay. So now I have to tell you, Dick. So I did read an article about it after we saw it. They will be adding a deleted scene back into the movie after it's been out for a while just to get people to go back to see this deleted scene. Cause it doesn't really do much. Is a cat woman in her cat box? I, I can't tell you right. that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're there. I, I won't, I'll let the amazing friends look it up if they want to, but yeah, it sounds like they will be re they will be adding a deleted scene, which will put the movie over three hours, but they will be re-releasing the movie with that scene just to get you to go back. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, DJ Mike Rez. You're welcome. Now let's get into uh, the recap because we uh, did a powerful episode on Reacher. Is it, yes, is it we the did. Reacher? The Reacher? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be more, more powerful if it was the Reacher, if you put the word the in front of his last name. Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah, so we saw reacher we watched reacher we (laughs) the last episode we got we each got through what four episodes i got through four episodes plus plus a little bit of the fifth one uh but i finished the series and you finished the series as well so what are your thoughts so i was trying to trying to think about this i don't want to say that it jumped the shark in the last episode but it definitely hopped over hopped over a dolphin for sure oh my god it, uh, yeah, it was, I think our friend out in Maryland, the Sarge, it poked, it, it poked a porpoise. Yeah. It poked a porpoise for sure. You know, he said it was their A team episode. It is definitely their A team episode. So I, I agree with the Sarge on that one. It, uh, it was another example of how do we wrap this up as fast as we can. What's, um, what's, I forgot to look his name is, but what's that character actor that he was in there and he's like in every, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, the guy with the beard, the bad guy. Uh, uh, ooh, I don't know. You know him, right? He's literally in yeah, every, yeah, yeah. every cheesy TV show. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, they wrapped it up quick. The second to the, 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 the seventh episode, which I think was probably their best one where everything was starting to get to the climax. You're not quite there yet. And then the eighth episode, the final one, it's just like, oh shit, we got to wrap this up. We got to get seven chapters. It almost, into this yeah, it almost reminds minutes. me is it's trying to be funny, like Sledgehammer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then they like have minus, minus the catching the bullet it, in the teeth. Yeah. But then they have this over the top, like gore and blood and violence. So it, yeah. it's like it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's and CGI fire and smoke. I mean, that, uh, it added to the drama, but what I didn't like in this final episode is everyone is coughing and they have to get <laughs> out because of the fire, but not Reacher in the in the last bad guy, you know, the head chief of everything going on with a money laundering scheme with this fake conf- uh, counterfeit money. They they somehow can breathe through the smoke. <laughs> I don't know how, but they can. They not only can they breathe, but they can have an all-out brawl. Do you think if Reacher came out in the eighties, Michael Landon would be in it? (laughs) (laughs) It would have to be Michael Landon and uh, that guy that was in all of his shows with him. (laughs) (laughs) Old Dan Uh, Tucker, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was Highway to Heaven or what is it? Yeah, shit. the Highway to Heaven and Little House on the Prairie oh guy. God. Yeah, little the guy with the beard. In, little House, a new beginning. <laughs> he had a little little house in uh, made up town, Alabama or whatever, <laughs> in Georgia. And they were even kind of ahead of their time because you know that's real popular to have those tiny houses now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I'm going to, you know what though, it, as much as we're, and I'm not changing my ranking. I gave it a three and a half. I'm going to keep it at three and a half because it didn't really do much, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the next season because it can only get better after that last episode. I heard, I heard it's going to get picked up by PAX TV. <laughs> <laughs> right right after i wait <laughs> channel 41 for everyone in the twin cities <laughs> oh my god horrible jesus i'm done with the reacher yeah. <laughs> nice all right well i hope you guys had fun tonight i know we did powerful review of the batman the review the song i we're gonna need you guys to check it out even though pj Rez hated it Powerful song by Smashing Pumpkins. And our powerful recap of Reacher. We just ask you one thing, guys. Please tell a friend about our powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.